Is this the year you want to grow your business? Do you want to expand your team? Build a new office? Hey, it's Tug, and I want to tell you about First Liberty Building and Loan. Aren't you exhausted by going to lenders, building a relationship, and a week later, you're dealing with a new person? You won't have to with First Liberty Building and Loan. The Frost family has been helping businesses grow since the 90s, and they can help you too. They know the patterns, they know the ebbs and flows, and they know business. Now the Frost family wants to know you. FirstLibertyGA.com. Buying a building, building a building, buying a franchise, or expanding. Reach out and spend 10 minutes with them. See if you're a fit for them and if they're a fit for you. FirstLibertyGA.com. By the way, if you're a young banker and you want to work with a team that's faith-friendly with a culture of excellence, First Liberty might be a good match. Reach out to First Liberty Building and Loan at FirstLibertyGA.com. That's FirstLibertyGA.com. This is a 680 The Fan podcast. To hear more live and local sports content like this, tune into 680 AM or 93.7 FM or download the Fan app. The head baseball coach at Tech, Danny Hall, friend of the program, joins us right now on the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker Line. Coach, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you guys today? Doing well, Danny. I will come right out of the gate. If we gave you two Brett Michaels tickets, would you want to go to the show? <laughs> Oh, absolutely. Okay. Is this wheelhouse? <laughs> is that wheelhouse music for you or no? Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, it, it's uh, yeah, it's back in my day, as they say. Yeah, you get to, uh, like us, you get to go back in time and uh, rekindle the good old days. And uh, listen, you've been doing this a long time. For those that don't know, 31st year right at Georgia Tech, 37 overall as a head coach? That's correct, yes. So the NIL and everything else, how much have you noticed a change over the past couple of years? Oh, that's definitely, you know, changed everything. The NIL and definitely the transfer portal, it's kind of changed the recruiting model. I mean, for, you know, most of my tenure here and my coaching tenure, you're recruiting high school guys. And particularly here, you're recruiting high school guys and then bringing them in here and developing them and, and, uh, and, and playing, you know, the competition that you have on your schedule. But now with the transfer portal, it's definitely, uh, change the you know who you can recruit who's available in that recruiting pool and uh you know it's just it, it you know just for us this year we brought in 12 transfers it's the most that we'll ever have just because the grad transfer will not become extinct but but with all the COVID guys that got extra years of eligibility those guys are kind of playing themselves out this year uh but we just felt like last year we uh Last two years, we've lost a lot of guys in the draft, some great players that have moved on, and we needed to get a little older. And so the transfer portal was the easiest way for us to get a little older player, more experienced player. And hopefully we're about to find out, uh, you know, is it going to be good enough to compete against who we're uh, trying to compete against this year? Danny, tell everybody again what's available to you in scholarships. What's the number? We have 11.7. And so we spread that out over – 32 guys, really, and uh, we can have 40, 40 guys on our roster. Uh, but, yeah, you spread 11.7 scholarships over, uh, you know, over that 32 what, uh, guys. And, and uh, what do you have so to it hold? can get pretty thin. Yeah, what do you have to hold in reserve now with the transfer portal? Oh, we always want to have money available now every, uh, you know, every summer uh, just because you, you're interested in, you know, who, who is in that portal and, 
you know, and, and then I would just say it like this, like not only do you need to have some scholarship money, but if it's a really, really good player, uh, you're going to need to have some NIL money or you, you have no shot to get in the game with that player. We've never asked about this. Do you think it's fair or still good? Because the other thing you're competing against with the high school kids is the junior college where they can leave after one year. They come on your campus, it's, they're doing three. Is that still a good thing or is that antiquated? Um, I, don't, I, I don't think I've asked a college baseball coach that. I think it's still good, and, and uh, you know, kind of the rule is, so for most guys, yeah, it would be three years. If a guy turns 21 within 30 days of the amateur draft, uh, he would also be uh, eligible. So you could have a guy that's only here two years. If he came in, he was already 19, which seems to be more popular now that, you know, uh, Parents hold their kids mm-hmm. back a year to make them a little older and give them maybe more opportunities to get scholarship money, what have you. So, so it's for most guys, it's three. We, you know, we we have had some guys that were sophomore eligible. Uh, Kevin Parada, first rounder, was one of those guys that we only had for two years. But uh, y- you know, it's a factor. And then you know, the draft is smaller, so it used to be forty rounds. Now it's twenty. There's less teams, so college baseball is probably at its heyday right now because we are getting just better players that maybe would have signed a pro contract or, you know, to your guys' point, go to a junior college for one year and then sign uh, a pro contract. So, you know, there's better players showing up in college and, and better players that that we can recruit out of high school, but also then just throw in all the transfers and it gets pretty flooded. Danny Hall, Georgia Tech baseball coach with us on the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker Line. Opening weekend is this weekend. Radford's going to be in town Friday at 4, Saturday at 2, Sunday at 1. And if you want to mark the calendar, Georgia is coming to Rush Chandler Stadium on Friday, March the 1st. That game will start at 6 o'clock had a chance to take the kids from our baseball team to the Clemson game last year. I wanted to ask you about travel rules because it looked like Clemson had about 40 kids in the dugout that day. It, yeah, so so they had it used to be that our roster was 35 uh because of COVID and some other things they've expanded it to 40 and uh you know and then it used to be that we could only travel in the ACC 27 well, they kind of took the, uh, the the cap off of that. Uh, so we have to declare, uh, I think last year it was 30. So we had to declare 30 guys that were eligible to play. But to your point with Clemson, they could bring 10 extra players just to bring them on the trip and let them take BP and move around. Uh, so that that's kind of the way it is. I think the SEC still, you, ha- you can only deca- declare 27 uh, players eligible and then for us like if you get in an NCAA regional you know super regionals college world series that is still only 27 players so uh, that's kind of you know what we deal with but yeah we can we could take 40 if we wanted to you know take 40 on a road trip but not all 40 would be eligible to play in that game all right Danny let me go back to something I'm not looking to dip into your pocket do you have any guy who's on a full full scholarship right now is there any player who's on a full ride I would say, I'll say it like this, Chris, and, and uh, so we do, but here's how we do. On, okay. on actual baseball money, no. 
but the great thing about our state, we have the HOPE grant. Mm-hmm. So if you have a guy that's a good student, uh, that HOPE grant is paying for their tuition. So, you know, we will have guys that will combine baseball aid with, you know, the HOPE grant aid, and they will. I mean, their parents don't have to pay for them mm-hmm. to come here. And, I mean, it's just it's a great deal for our state, not only for for us as baseball coaches and baseball players, but just for any kid that grows up in the state that's got uh, good grades, uh, you know, it helps their parents pay for some college uh, expenses. You've been doing this for a long enough time. How many times has a family or an athlete said, I want to play two sports? And what's your, I mean, do you, is there a hard, fast rule or is that a case-to-case basis? Oh, I'm all for, I'm all for it and I'm for it for this reason. So uh, if that young man wants to play football, basketball, whatever it is, they have to count against football scholarship total. So it's like us getting an extra scholarship if if that happens. Uh, It's rare you see that today. But 25, 30 Uh, years ago, how often was that a conversation? Oh, it it was a conversation for sure. And when I first came here, we had a guy named Michael Smith that that was on the football team. Uh, Jimmy Lincoln was a running back on the football team. Honestly, uh, Calvin Johnson was a heck of a prospect in baseball kind of coming out. And I always tell this story. So we had talked to him when he was entering tech that, hey, in the spring, as long as trying to remember, I think it was Chan Gailey, if if Coach Gailey, you know, says, hey, you can go play baseball in the spring. We'll, you know, we'll put you on the roster. We'll take you. And so he has his freshman year in football. We're in the dining hall over here at uh, at Tech. And uh, Calvin came up to me after the football season. He's like, hey, coach, he goes, uh, I think I'm just going to concentrate on football. And I looked at him and I go, that's a great decision, Calvin. <laughs> yeah, worked out wor- worked out quite well. Could have helped you, but it was a great decision for him in so, retrospect. So, yes, it was. <laughs> so obviously he would have been the best athlete maybe that you ever coached. Two separate questions. The best athlete versus he, the best he, baseball he, player. He, he, yeah, yeah, he would be one of them. Okay. And uh, – you know, and, and, and so just kind of similar. So one of my players, one of my transfers, uh, probably like a week ago, he came up to me and he's like, all right, he goes, I don't want to put you on the spot, but he goes, who's the best player you've ever coached. And so I thought about it for like 10 seconds and I said, Oh, that one's easy. And so he looked at me and I go, yeah, I go Barry Larkin. And, and he, he kind of rattled him and he goes, Oh, he goes, you coached him. I go, yeah, I was an assistant at the University of Michigan when we had Barry Larkin. And I said, he's the only Hall of Famer I've ever coached. So I go, I have to put him number one. And Barry Larkin was captain, and and Nick will know this. He was captain of the Cincinnati Moeller football team. Hell of a player, yeah. He was recruited by Bo Schembechler. But at that time, Bo didn't have a scholarship. So he literally came and played baseball his freshman year with the idea that he would go play football for Bo as a sophomore. Well, similar to Calvin Johnson, Barry Larkin's like a freshman All-American and tells Bo, I think I'm just going to keep playing baseball. Yeah. And again, and so rest is history on him. Yeah, two Hall of Famers. You Much like that. Calvin Johnson, Barry Larkin made the right decision. Yeah, two, two, two guys, two, two stories, two Hall of Famers. But let me ask you about Nomar. Had Nomar won yep. a World Series in Boston, because I don't think Nomar gets talked about enough, like as a player. Um, but he doesn't get the World Series in Boston. I think had he won a World Series in Boston, more people would talk about his career. Is that fair? 
I think a hundred percent. And, and, you know, when I took the tech job, like Nomar was a junior on that team. Jason Veritek was a senior. And, and I had always said rightfully so that Barry Larkin would probably be the greatest player I ever coached. Okay. Now I've had some great ones here. So I, you know, I can change that tune now, but coming into tech, never seen Nomar in person. And so I was anxious first day of practice my first year here, like, I want to see Nomar Garcia Parra. So watch him move around. And since that time, I've changed my tune. And in that, both he and Larkin were as good a shortstops as probably I'll ever have the opportunity to coach. And, uh, and I agree with you. I think he, uh, I mean, he's a two-time American League batting champion. Uh, he was an elite shortstop back in the day. It was him. A Rod and uh, Jeter—that's kind of who they uh, who they talk about. But unfortunately for Nomar, he got you know traded out of there before he could put that uh, ring on his finger. I don't know if you know this. Ted Williams said he thought Nomar was going to be the guy to hit 400 if anybody was going to do it. I don't doubt it. You know, I, I I don't doubt it. I mean, he was a great hitter. You know, and and uh, and could really just just really hit. You know, he had. He got power as he got older, but, I mean, he was always a hitter first. And you don't realize the tradition there at Tech until you walk through the uh, McNeese Baseball Park at Rush Chandler Stadium. You see the banners and the names. If if you're, you know, a fringe baseball fan, you see those names. And even if you're a fringe baseball fan, you know those names that have played at Tech. So I, I don't know if that helps in recruiting or not, but it's impressive when you walk into that stadium. No, it does. And, and that was one of the things when we kind of rebranded the ballpark some was to just put those guys on those banners and, and uh, you know, let people understand uh, the history here. And, and quite frankly, uh, I mean, I'll just say it like this. I mean, I've been here 31 years, but I've been here 31 years because we've had great players like some of them I've talked about, but the ones you see hanging on these banners are that's the reason, um, you know, I've had the longevity. All right, last one. When you see 18-year-olds, think back 37 years ago. Guys could throw. There were certain touch-by-God touch by arms that you go, oh, that kid's throwing in the low 90s, maybe even the mid-90s. What do you think about the arms that you're seeing now at 17, 18 years old? Oh, it's, it's way different. It's crazy. Just, I mean, kids, uh, they play more. They, they, they develop faster. You know, everybody's got a pitching coach. they got a strength coach. Uh, so they're bigger, faster, stronger. Uh, I mean, and you're starting to see it in the major leagues. I mean, the fact that, you know, I, I, Jackson Holiday's uncle, Matt Holiday, uh, well, not Matt, Josh Holiday, who's the head coach at Oklahoma State, was a coach on my staff. So Matt Holiday was still playing when Jackson was born. So to hear that a 19, 20 year old high school kid, may have a chance to, you know, break out on an opening day roster. I mean, that's really all you need to kind of put your head around that, hey, this guy would be a uh, sophomore in college, and he may be playing in the major leagues, uh, you know, with the Baltimore Orioles. And he's, he's not the only one. I mean, you're seeing more and more 20, 21-year-olds pop up there uh, in the major leagues just because of the development that's happening 
you know, not only in our country, but a lot of countries uh, throughout the world. Well, Danny, we appreciate the time. Always great to have a conversation with you. Can't believe baseball is here. Radford at Tech this weekend, 4 o'clock tomorrow, Saturday at 2, Sunday at 1. And like we said, Georgia will be in town on March the 1st. Danny, best of luck this year. Hopefully we can talk as the season rolls on again. Thank you. I enjoyed it and uh, always enjoy getting on with you guys. I appreciate it. You got it anytime. Danny Hall, head baseball coach at Georgia Tech. This is a 680 The Fan podcast. To hear more live and local sports content like this, tune into 680 AM or 93.7 FM or download the Fan app. Is this the year you want to grow your business? Do you want to expand your team? Build a new office? Hey, it's Tug, and I want to tell you about First Liberty Building and Loan. Aren't you exhausted by going to lenders, building a relationship, and a week later, you're dealing with a new person? You won't have to with First Liberty Building and Loan. The Frost family has been helping businesses grow since the 90s, and they can help you too. They know the patterns, they know the ebbs and flows, and they know business. Now the Frost family wants to know you. FirstLibertyGA.com. Buying a building, building a building, buying a franchise, or expanding. Reach out and spend 10 minutes with them. See if you're a fit for them and if they're a fit for you. FirstLibertyGA.com. By the way, if you're a young banker and you want to work with a team that's faith-friendly with a culture of excellence, First Liberty might be a good match. Reach out to First Liberty Building and Loan at FirstLibertyGA.com. That's FirstLibertyGA.com.